On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, could James Harden be headed back to Houston in the offseason or will he remain with the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, we'll discuss that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. What's popping, D? What's going on, man? Happy holidays again to you, all the listeners and viewers out there. Hope you had a great holiday. Yeah, I did. You? Yeah, it was all good. It was it was all good, man. All good. You had a nice time in the garden with the Sixers coming back from being down big to the Knicks, walking away with a nice little win on the road there, Keith. Yeah, it was a nice one. It was a crazy day, though, but I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that. <laughs> it definitely was. Uh, before we get started on James Harden and the news about his potential return to Houston in the offseason, should things not work out with the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, will he be back this weekend as early as Friday, potentially coming back uh, for the 76ers and also Washington tonight, Sixers and the Wizards looking for a nine game winning streak, uh, looking to extend their winning streak to nine uh, tonight against Washington. Before we get started, I'd like to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers uh, your first listen. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. That's Keith Pompey of the inquire.com i'm devon Givens from 97 father fanatic radio in philadelphia and keith yeah right before things got started tip off at noon on christmas day the news dropped about james harden's potential return to houston if things do not go as planned with philadelphia in the off season this is not anything new when i heard it because it was something that we had already heard about before but it dropped on christmas day and uh, it got a lot of Sixer fans up in arms because not just Sixer fans, but NBA fans on Twitter just simply, can we just wait? Can we just enjoy Christmas? Can we watch the games instead of sharing this type of news? So, uh, Keith, what do you make of this? Uh, how do you view something like this when it drops uh, at this time? And 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 we're so far away from the offseason for something like this to even be a part of the conversation. I mean, I, I said to my initially, I was like, yo, this is bad timing for 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 James yeah it was one of those things but then you also say well listen is <laughs> out there so now people gotta have to ask the question um and you, know, you did after yeah, the game <laughs> yeah. well I, I did before the game too <laughs> you know I don't think he liked the questions the that I asked before the game because it happened before but he was in the locker room doing media availability but see here's the thing the thing about it is it's not really surprising Right. And, and the reason being is, you know, you can look at it two ways. You know, the one way you look at the Houston Rockets, that's a team that he was at, a team that he he had his most success from. It's the place where he still own, owns a home. And I think when he retires, he's going to go back there and he's going to live in, in Houston. However, you also look at it as if here's a guy. Now, again, this is just me saying it. Sure. But here's a guy who who basically 
said to the Sixers, I'll do whatever it's going to take for you guys to get the guys you want. So he took a pay cut. Now he knows that Houston is going to have upwards to $45 million available in cap space. So the Houston Rockets would probably take them back, right? Because it's James Harden. Now, it's one of those things where you say to the, if you get it out there and you say to the 76ers, like, look, right now I'm playing well, we're winning games. But if y'all don't come correct, I'll go back to Houston. So then now they got to come in their pocket, they got to get dig in their pockets and get the guy the money that he wants. That's how I looked at it. You know what I mean? Now, maybe it could be something that he wants to go back there. But 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 basically, that's how I looked at it, because, you know, when you have options, then you have the power, you know, and and he did he did take a huge pay cut to help the Sixers out. And you would think that the Sixers would be willing to help him out. It's a tricky uh, thing. Uh, It's a really tricky thing for them to have to toe this line, because uh, at, at his age, as we know, this was the same conversation we were having when Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler, most importantly, were becoming free agents for the 76ers. How much money are you willing to give them at certain ages when they get over 30? And now James Harden is already in his 30s. He's, what, 33 already, uh, will be uh, turning 34 uh, during this season. And you give him what? He's going to want five-year extension. He's going to want a five-year deal, something similar to uh, maybe a Chris Paul type of contract or a three-year deal with big, big money added on and the question is how much money i mean how much does he really have left in him to be at the all-star level type of player that you're going to need we we may not be talking about as we always say the james harden from the houston rockets but guess what this version of james harden right now where he's giving you 10.7 assists uh, over the month of december in these games that he has played since coming back against houston dropping triple doubles with 21 assists uh, adding you know another double digit assists on Christmas day where he is just performing phenomenally and helping to still keep the Sixers in that game and eventually win it against the New York Knicks. What level of play are you going to have when he signs this extension? And that's the question. That's the thing that they're going to have to, to look at. And if anybody knows him best, as we know, it's Daryl Morey, the Sixers president of basketball operations. And, and that's one of the problems. I know a lot of people have had uh, problems, issues with, uh, with him it is simply because of their relationship, uh, their um, the, the the fact that those two guys seem to be tied at the hip, and Daryl Morey will probably do whatever James Harden wants. So it's going to be an interesting thing, man, because at some point your level of play is going to drop off. Do we know when that is for James Harden? We don't. Uh, but what what is it that they're going to be strapping themselves to for an extended, let's say, three more seasons, Keith? And is he still going to be a high-level player to tag team with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, maybe even Tobias Harris if he were to stay? But what what is this game going to look like in a couple of years? Most importantly, what is he going to look like? Uh, yeah, I got it. I mean, you know what? That is an, uh, a great uh, thing to, to talk about. But at the same time, and, and, you know, again, I'm with you because, you know, you, you look at it and you you give somebody some money. I mean, there are already some people talking about, hey, you're giving, and, and I don't think it's a lot of money compared to what people are making a lot nowadays, but there are some people talking about this P.J. Tucker contract, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's 37. You got two years left on this deal, fully guaranteed. 
So what's the deal? But then you also say to yourself, like, you know, does James deserve to get paid? Because look at how he helped out the franchise. When everybody thought he was going to get that bag and just say it and bet on himself, you know what I mean? Like, he did help him out. So, again, you're right. Like, I wasn't thinking about the five years extension, which he probably could. You, you know what I mean? I was just thinking maybe well, at a least you figure years. they might they might try yeah, to I mean, get it. like yeah. yeah I mean like if I'm him I'm trying to get as most as much money I can because this is probably going to be his final payday big payday big so payday, yep. you know so you know um yeah that's a lot to think about but also I also think that the tough part is you don't want to lose a guy like this now especially yeah. where you know he has a chance to win the, the assist title and Joel Embiid has a chance to win the scoring title, which that will be the first time in 41 years that a pair of teammates accomplished that feat. And, and, you know, that's, that's major. So, yeah, I mean, the, and it's not Daryl Morey, it's Josh Harris, the owner. He has a, a huge decision to make uh, mm-hmm. come this summer. And, and real fast before we take a break and get to Tyrese Maxey, the, the dropping of the news on Christmas Day. Do you feel like that was more because of the stage at five games, starting off the NBA schedule, everybody's watching while they're still unwrapping their gifts, eating some breakfast, some brunch, whatever it is, that the focus is on this. So let's put this out there right now. It could be. I mean, a lot of people say that, you know what I mean? And, you know, I would hate to speak for Woj, you know what I mean? A lot of people say that because, let's face it, all the eyes were on there. But it's also one of those things where it's real competitive, too, and you want to get it out. But the thing is, there was that information was on the podcast, you know, where right. somebody said, I, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. And he got it confirmed. But, you know, it's funny because it was it happened an hour before the game. Um, it became a talking point leading up to the game and during the game and then after the game. So. Yeah, the, the timing was bad for, for James, but it was also good to get it out there. And I don't even know if it was bad for James because now people are talking about it. You know, hey, you got to get a boy the money, you know. And, or, and, and he's playing well right now. Yeah, you and know? he's playing well. Yeah. Playing well. They're, they're on a, a, an eight-game win streak. They're eight and one or seven and one uh, since he's come back. Uh, no, actually eight and one since he's come back in, in the nine games yeah. he's played. So he's played a big part in that. And uh, when you bring something up like this and then the all-star conversation may also be there if you feel like you played enough games, probably not, especially with the other guards like you and I talked about before the season. Um, as far as Harden and Maxi or getting the extra all-star with Joel Embiid, you know, the conversation is going to be there. And you're right, you know, that I guess this is when they say all publicity is good publicity and this is not bad publicity for him right now with them winning eight in a row and him playing the way that he has been and doing what he did in game one on Christmas Day. When we come back, we'll talk about one of his teammates potentially returning. Tyrese Maxey may return on this road trip. Doc Rivers hinted at this last week. It looks like that may actually take place later on in the week. We'll talk about it next, what it means for the team. Will he be back in the starting lineup? We'll dive into it right here, Locked On 76ers. Before we get to that, let's talk about prize picks, right? thing about it is I know KD hates when I say this, but you know, it is what it is. So prize picks is one of those things where, Hey, I'm talking about Luka Donald to score. I'm taking him to score 
26, more than 26.5 points. A guy like LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. KD to have less than 6.5 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers, right? So how does this work, right? You pick two to six players, and if they will score more or less than the prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize picks offer projections for any sport that you watch. That includes NBA, of course, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, on and on and on and on. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in 30 states in Canada. So this is how it works. This is what you do to get it. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Do it today, people. Do it today. Make sure you get in there. Some games going on tonight around the association. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reaction to game recaps and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, let's get to Tyrese Maxey and uh, potential news coming back. This weekend, as the Sixers began a four-game road trip on Sunday, on Christmas Day, it was funny because when Shake Milton hit that buzzer beater at the half to put the cut the Knicks lead to three, 63 to 60, uh, I saw when Maxie ran on the floor and he ran under the basket to retrieve the basketball, and I'm like, well, should he be running if you know they still don't know when he's coming back and he can't run and We've talked about it because, you you know, you've seen him at practice and Doc Rivers saying how he can run a little bit, but he can't really run, run. And he's, he's kind of, you know, that that careful jog to retrieve the basketball after Shake Milton banked that three-pointer in from about 50 feet out. And then today we get that news. So, I mean, look, man, it's going to be, again, something good for them to, to, to bring him back, have him back in the mix. It appears that he's going to be on a minutes restriction when he does come back, like most guys are when they come back from such a lengthy time off. So a minute restriction when he comes back, uh, maybe uh, later on in the week against the New Orleans Pelicans or the Oklahoma City Thunder. Keith, good news uh, for Tyrese Maxey. How do you think this will play out, minute restriction? And will he be starting or will he come off the bench? You know, I mean, Doc said everything. He he said that everything is um, up in the air. You know, I, I'm a big believer of you can't lose your points. I mean, you can't lose your starting position off of injury. That's just me. And I understand, like, sometimes you want to bring them in gradually. But it's also – but it's kind of weird. Like, and again, I understand he missed 17 games, right? It will be 18 games, right? 
but James Harden missed 14. There was no way in heck they were bringing James Harden off the bench, right, because of his stature. James Harden played a lot of minutes when he came back. You know, Tyrese Maxey, I get it, a broken foot. But Tyrese Maxey is way younger than James Harden. What is he, like 22, right? He 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 stayed out and made, what, three more games. Um, you know, I, I feel like he needs to start. Now, it's one of those things where, yeah, he starts, but you take him out early, you do this and that until you gradually bring him back. But I just feel like for a guy who did what he's done for the for the program and the franchise, you start. I mean, that's just me. I agree. You know? and, hmm? Yeah, I agree. And there's yeah, no need, you know, to, yeah, yeah. No need so, to bring him off the bench uh, unless you're just nah. simply trying to ease him back into it. That's all. And even if you're doing that, you can ease them back into it. And the, because, see, to me, it starts a, it starts a precedent to where there are going to be certain people like, yo, what's going on? So James came right back and was in the starting lineup. So what you doing? You playing favoritisms? Like, you know what I mean? Like, of course, James has the cachet and has a reputation where he can like, like yo, uh-uh, I ain't coming off the bat. <laughs> right? But, but and, at and the same time. is different because he's such a nice kid. He might be like, oh, okay, I'll do that for the betterment of the team right now, right? But but Tyrese was the dude. Like there was times when Tyrese was carrying them, man. When James and and it was the it was the Ty Tyrese and Tobias show when James and Joel was out, and then at times it was when when Joel was out, it was the Tyrese show. So you know what I mean? So like you know, I I, I don't know. I think it like I do expect them to come back. From what I was told. It was like one of those things where they're aiming to bring him back um, on Saturday, but it's one of those things he could come back as early as uh, Friday, and I think Thursday's practice is going to be key. Now, here's a good sign: when they were going on those other road trips, Tyrese wasn't there. Right now, you just mentioned my man was running, retrieving balls, so so he's on the road trip. So that should tell us a lot right now that the expectation is for him to play. Now, also, my question is, if he plays on Friday. That's where he, I was going. Will he be able to play on Saturday? Yeah, yeah I, I was I was about to say, I, I know people, it didn't go over your head. I'm not trying to say anybody didn't pay attention to what you just said, mentioning Saturday. But it's Friday in New Orleans, Saturday in Oklahoma City. If he plays Friday. He's probably not going to play on Sunday in the back. I mean, Saturday in the back-to-back situation. They'll have him back on the floor when they return home uh, during that time against the Pelicans because they play the Pelicans again pretty much, what, the January 2nd, I think it is? January 2nd, Mm -hmm. I believe it is. So, um, yeah, so I don't think he'll play back-to-back. He'll play one of those games, get him back in there. And you're right, uh, because that has been a source of a conversation for a lot of people, and I don't know why they keep drumming this up. They don't want to – sure, they say early on it was Melton's playing so well all right, P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris are going to have to come off the bench. Well, first of all, you're not not starting Tobias Harris. That's ridiculous. Secondly, they start P.J. Tucker for a reason, and it's probably better for him to start versus coming off the bench uh, at this stage of his career. It just makes more sense. You could just take him out of the game after things get started, after a few minutes. And you're right, um, because people are now like Melton's still playing well, his two-way ability the backcourt of James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, they don't defend, and Melton does, so you need to keep him out there. Or, again, take P.J. Tucker off the floor for the starting lineup. No. 
Tyrese Maxey starts. You take him out at around the seven seven minute mark, maybe the six thirty mark. Put Melton in there and, and go from there. And that that's how I believe things should should play out as well. I'm with you, but again, if there's one person on this team that would do it without any complaint, it would be Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, but I can see. Yeah, that's true. That's him. But I can see other people complaining now. The one thing that we I will say is. You know, they may have to make some adjustments with somebody in the starting lineup just because, just because uh, you need somebody in there to to help out with the maxi Harden defense, right? Yeah, They're struggling know. on the defensive end. <laughs> so, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and you know, you know, we all talk about PJ, you know, this and that. But, uh, you know, I mean, I wonder if, if they got to make that hard decision, you know what I mean? Yep. Because, because that's what I'm wondering. And and that that could be tough. Doc Rivers will speak tonight before the game and I'm sure it will be brought up. So we we will find out. Tyrese will also be there at least on the trip. Uh, When we come back, we'll break down things for the Sixers and the Wizards. It's game three of their four game series, Uh, two games earlier, home and home one starting in Washington, the second in Philadelphia. Sixers took game one. Washington took game two. They always struggle when they go to Washington for whatever reason. We'll talk about the keys to the game next right here, Locked On 76ers. Yeah, let's talk about bet online, right? Bet online. You know what? I like bet online, even though I'm not a gambling man. Maybe I shouldn't say that, bet online, but I'm not. <laughs> but betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. And, yeah, we even had the World Cup that was there. We've had it all covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more, right? Bet online where the game starts. All right, Keith, Washington. They will host the 76ers. They've been off for a few days, and they sport a 13-21 and 21 record right now. They're out of the top 10, so no play-in as of right now. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. They are 8-7. and seven at home and they have lost 11 of their last 13 so not a good basketball team after getting off to a pretty good start being in the top six thinking maybe these guys actually could be uh, all right not so much uh Kristaps Porzingis has been banged up Bradley Beal just doesn't seem like the all-star Bradley Beal while Kyle Kuzma has been playing well the team is not very good uh so this is game three as I mentioned between these two they split a pair each team winning on the opposing team's floor. Uh, your keys to this one tonight, man, a- after the Sixers running off eight in a row. Right now, them and the Nets have the longest winning streak right now in the NBA, and the Sixers are half a game back uh, of the Brooklyn Nets as of last night, but Brooklyn took on Cleveland and played Cleveland. So uh, with that, um, how do you see this one playing out? What are your keys to the game for this one? I mean, this one scares me, D, honestly. I'm going to be honest with you, because of everything you just said. 
They just everything you just play said. weird in Washington. Well, yeah, they play weird in Washington, and and you know we look at it where, you know, it's one of those things where you know you just came off of beating the Clippers, or you beat the Clippers, then you go to um, New, York. New York on Christmas, and you put it on the Knicks, and then next thing you know, after this game, you know, you know I'm going to Washington just to you know do a pit stop. And then I'm ahead, mosey on to uh, New Orleans to have a competitive game and probably that's have a, that's Tyrese Maxey. That's a this good team. Is, huh? That's a good team in New Orleans. Yeah, it's a good team. Now, they're banged up, but a good team. But mm-hmm. the thing is, you say, trap game. This could be a trap game. And the thing about it is when you look at it, I know Persingas averaged 31 points in the first two games against the Sixers, but I don't expect them to do that because Joel Embiid is back. But the thing that gets me is that I remember my first several years after the 76ers won their their first year of when I first got on the beat, 2013-14, they had success down in D.C. They started struggling, no matter how bad the Wizards were. And when you look at it, in the last 34 regular season games here in D.C. against the Sixers, the Wizards are 24 and 10, 24 and 10. So when we factor in all this other stuff that we talked about, to me, it's you can't be complacent. You can't look past this team. You got to throw some haymakers on them, right? You have to. And I know this sounds crazy to say it, but you have to. You have to attack. The 76ers can't afford to have a slow start for the third straight game. They just can't. I mean, I, I get it. This team, this team isn't as good as the other ones, and they've been struggling, but you can't let them, you can't allow them to think that they have a chance to win. You just can't. There'll probably be a lot of Sixers fans down there, though, right? Down yep. here. But at the same time, I just feel like the key to the game is getting out early. And 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 breaking their will early in order for you to get this victory. That's yeah, what I yeah. Think. That's, that's a great point. Uh, they're coming off. This is the first game Keith back from a six-game road trip out west. They were two and four on the trip. They beat the Sacramento Kings 125-111 in their last game. Kyle Kuzma had 32. Porzingis, as you talked about, he was two for eleven with only seven points in that game. And uh, also, when you look at the rest of the starters, Bradley Beal also had 24. Rui Hachimura, 21 off the bench. So um, right now, man, and they started two big, uh, Porzingis and Daniel Gafford. They started those two. So a little bit of an eye change to their starting lineup. But, but when you're not good, you have to try a lot of different things. Uh, but as far as the Sixers go, the trap game thing, it's real. And, and we, we all know that. I think the one thing that they do have in their favor in terms of it maybe not being a trap game is that it's Tuesday and Thursday where they're playing a back-to-back against uh, Washington and then New Orleans. So they'll maybe take care of their business, to your point, jump on them early and uh, not let up. The Washington will be competitive maybe through three quarters, and then the Sixers will just simply keep their foot on the pedal and and then eventually end them and, and pick up the victory. So I still see them winning tonight, but I think that they are where their focus is, as you talked about, can't get down, cannot get down against – like you did against the Clippers and the Knicks and think that just because it's Washington that they're going to let you back into the game doesn't work that way. So take their will early, jump on them early, 
and, and not let them up. Also, the one stat that stood out for me, Keith, on Sunday against the Knicks, they only had uh, single-digit turnovers, eight turnovers. Keep that. Keep that going. Protective basketball. They hit the three-pointer at a very, very high high rate. They shot over 50% from the floor, where it didn't look like they were going to be able to shoot 50% early on with the way the Knicks were hitting, and they were not. They shot so well going forward, Keith, that they were able to do just that and um, shooting the three ball and getting over 50% from the floor. And that was, I think they were uh, a minus 10, minus 12 field goal attempts because of all the offensive rebounds that New York had. And they did all of this with less field goal attempts, but they shot the ball so well, that's how they were able to get it done. So uh, number one key, as you said, jump on them early. Number two, don't lose focus just because it's the Washington Wizards. You take care of your business, jump on them and stay on them and don't let them up. Protect the basketball, execute like we always discuss and get back in transition and, and close out on the three point line yourselves as a defensive team and making sure that those guys who do have capabilities of knocking those shots down don't get off. So those are my keys and I think they'll extend it to nine in a row. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll win too, but I'm going to tell you this. I like the fact that they that that they're starting Persingas at the four now, because I don't think he could bang with the big 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 fives. I think, I mean, think about if the Sixers would have drafted him, which people think they should have. If they would have drafted him, he would have been the power forward, and that would have been a woo him and Embiid. That would have been lethal. Yeah. Woo! They wouldn't have had any spacing problems then. Yeah, because he would just strictly liked to play with his, you know, away from the basket no back to the basket work or, yep. or maybe you would have had two seven two seven uh two seven foot guards one beat the point guard and he, he the two guard the, the shooting guard yeah yeah because they yeah. both like to step out on the perimeter <laughs> no yeah. doubt about it well it should be a good one as far as the sixers go they uh they're looking for um they're looking for nine in a row let's see if they can get it done against this washington team that has struggled over the last 10 and coming back from a six game trip with a two and four record. All right. That'll do it for us here on locked on 76ers. We want to thank you for making locked on 76ers your first listen today. Now make locked on sports today. Your second listen, Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders locked on sports today podcast available on youtube and wherever you do get your podcast all right keith out there in dc let the people know where they can find us if you don't mind like d just said wherever you get your podcast you can get this podcast but make sure when you go to the youtube click on our youtube channel and then for my man d this is what you need to do you need to go to the he's not going to be on the divine giving show tonight you're going to be on he's doing the afternoon. So he's going to be on there from 2 to 6.45. So basically, he's going to be on there from 2 to 6, and then he's going to do a little lead-in for the game, pregame thing for the game um, up until 6.45. So make sure you listen to him. Now, also what you need to do is you need to follow my man on Twitter so you can get some knowledge. Follow D at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my stuff on Inquire.com or by purchasing a Philadelphia Inquire, Philadelphia Daily News.
Well, we'll appreciate everybody. Great to be back this week with you. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kind of recapping everything that took place and everything revolving around the Philadelphia 76ers. Keith, thanks so much, man, as always. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, bro. Talk to you after the game. All right. See you guys.